Speaking of NASCAR Twitter, I uh, you told me uh, you got suspended on Twitter for some oh, yeah. comments. Oh yeah, I'm gonna save that until we actually talk about the Roval. Well, I was gonna. We could, we could start with that. You want, you want to, do you want to roll the intro and go ahead, or do you let, want to let, let, start let me, with bullshitting? Let me roll the intro real quick because I've got some words to say about the role. Okay. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> welcome back, nerdleets, to the Nerdiest Hell Sports Cast. It is me, Jake, with uh, my co-host Matt here. Uh, we're going to be here talking about uh, NASCAR playoffs at the Roval this past weekend. Uh, Wrapping up week five in the NFL, talking a little bit of college football, um, and definitely previewing definitely our games previewing for week six. Week six, yeah. Thanks for covering me because I just I had it in the back of my mind and it just went and disappeared. <laughs> yeah, that happens to me all the time. I was like, "What?" I've gotten pretty that? good at uh, uh, like just continuing to just say nothing. As I try to remember, <laughs> or sometimes I'll, if I forget, I'll, uh, I'll, be, I'll go back and I'll just rephrase what I just said in a different way <laughs> to like, to reiterate while I flounder in my brain to try to figure out what I was about to say. <laughs> it's, no, no. What are you, what are you talking about, Matt? We're professionals here. We have it all right off the blat. Yeah, oh yeah. Right off the blat. Right off the blat. But yeah, I mean, uh. Let's just get right into it. I first of all, it was this was probably one of the most stressful weekends in sports I can remember having in a very, very long time. And it started Saturday with uh Notre Dame playing Virginia Tech at Virginia Tech. And um <clears throat> you know, if you've heard the previous podcast I'm not that confident in Notre Dame this year. I, I don't expect college football championship. I expect a thank you for trying bowl. Um, if we're ranked in the top 25 by the end of the season, cool. I'll take it. That's, that's why that I'm Panera at. bread bowl. That's fine. I, I still go back to Hargis and his rice aroni bowls, the rice aroni oh, yeah. trophies. I, I constantly think of rice aroni bowl or rice aroni trophy, <laughs> but, um, but no, it was uh it was a hard fought game and we won by a field goal. Uh but it was so stressful. And I didn't get to watch it live because I drove to Phoenix to visit family who had who hadn't seen the baby. I had to drive all over Fe- uh Arizona this past weekend for family members who had never met my d- children. So Well fuck them now. You you're the one with the children. They can come to you. I'd rather go to their place because they have a full like five bedroom house, whereas I have a <laughs> okay, well, that's fair, two, I guess, but... a two bedroom apartment. So I'll make the drive so they don't have to see the nightmare that I live in. <laughs> but um, anyways, so yeah, I I didn't get to watch it live. I um, came, I got home from Phoenix around nine thirty, ten o'clock. Started it. And it was up until about one in the morning watching it, and it was it was a struggle to watch. I mean, Virginia Tech played their asses off; they were really good. It's always a super hostile environment going into Virginia Tech Stadium. I don't know what it's called, Lane Stadium. Lane Stadium. I love that they do the whole Enter Sandman thing. I think that's one of the coolest, like taking the field traditions 
that I've ever seen at a college. I remember the last time Notre Dame played at Virginia Tech, which was only a couple years ago, they actually had Metallica like do a video message before the game. And then Notre, it was one of the years that Notre Dame was really, really, really good. And we just went in there and rolled all over them. And I felt bad, but not bad at the same time. Uh, but this time, uh, it was really close. Um, at one point, both of their quarterbacks were like super beaten up. Their starter, and forgive me, I can't remember his name. <clears throat> he went for like a 22 yard touchdown run on like third and something. And he just collapsed after he crossed the end zone or crossed the goal line. And his teammates literally had to pick him up and carry him. And there were still about 10 minutes left in the game. <laughs> this dude, he played his heart out. He played his ass off. Like all props go to him. I have mad respect for that guy. And I hope nothing but the best for him in the future. But um, I am a Notre Dame fan, so thankfully we came out with a win. But it was super stressful. Um, little did I know that that was the least stressful it was going to be for the rest of the weekend. <clears throat> Which uh, takes me to my probably most heated topic I'm going to get onto today. Uh, let's, let's let's start talking about the Roval. Matt. Let me get okay. your opinions first. Let me get your opinions first, and then you can let me go off. All right. Um, just so you know, I'm, I'm hearing some feedback, like all my, everything I'm saying is echoing Oh, until now or whatever. It's like when there's a long pause, I hear it, but it doesn't matter. So for anyone that doesn't know, the Roval is just a stupid Southern name for the infield road course at, uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway that they just call the Roval because it's got, they, they do basically the entire outside of the track also, um, other than a little tight chicane um, on the back stretch and going under the front stretch. But um, yeah, I, uh, I, I enjoyed it. Um, my guy was comfortably above the cut line all week, all weekend or all, uh, all day. Uh, so I didn't have a whole lot of stress going on. Um I will wait to talk about the incident we're going to discuss because I want you to talk about it first. Um, unless you want me to just give the calm play-by-play of what happened real quick. Go ahead go ahead and give the, the listeners a, a calm play-by-play before I just tear into it. All right. So NASCAR has these stupid things called stages. So Make sure, Well, hold on. Make sure you throw in the previous context. I will. I will. So I talked about a couple weeks ago... But uh, a little dust up between Chase Elliott and Kevin Harvick. And I talked about it. it was more of just a racing incident. And I thought that they both screwed each other over in a way that it shouldn't have, ke- it shouldn't have had to keep going. Like it should have been ended there at Bristol because, um, you know, Kevin Harvick did cut down Chase Elliott's tire while passing him for the lead. And that ruined Chase's race. And then he prevented Kevin from winning the race by holding him up. So I, I felt like, at worst case, Chase still got out of that way worse than Kevin did. Yeah, because um, Kevin but, finished you know, like whatever. fourth or he fifth. Finished second. He finished second. Oh, yeah. He still yeah, finished and, second. And Chase was like four laps down by the end of the race still. So Yes, yes. So, you know, if anything, I, I feel like, you know, finishing in the 30s and four laps down um, and then just preventing the other guy from winning and him still finishing second. I, I don't know if that's necessarily even, but whatever. 
Um, they both raced each other like ass wipes. We can we can go ahead and go on record and say that. Um, so that was three weeks ago. Yeah, about three weeks ago. This is the third race since then, because that was so you had Bristol and then it was Vegas. Vegas. Okay, no, no, yeah, it was, was two just weeks one, ago. One, yeah, two weeks ago. All right, two weeks ago. Um, Vegas last week, nothing, nothing happened. Uh, Kevin had some comments or whatever that he said, like after they were like both pulled into the holler together. Some he said it was ta- like talking to his son or like talking a to a nine year old. Yeah, whatever. Um, and then so in it was in the second stage, like kind of a little. It's not even halfway through the race technically. Um, it's almost halfway, but in the middle of the second stage, uh, Chase, Chase is, had won the first stage though. Let's yeah, he had won out. the first stage, so he pitted. Uh, um, and th- so the way the stages work at road courses, half the field sometimes will pit before the first stage because for some bullshit doesn't matter, whatever. So anyway, Chase got shuffled to the be- uh, to the middle, real quick, around fifteenth or twentieth or something. I think. Go ahead. Chase Elliott came in. Eight points above being uh, kicked out of the playoffs. And by winning the first stage, he got what? Ten points? Ten playoff points. So the playoff, playoff points, points just roll over for the next round. That's well, yeah, not, I know it that. Doesn't, okay. Because each point basically is uh, um, uh, achieved by how many cars you pass or how many cars passes you. You lose points. Yeah, basically it has to do with yeah what, what position you're in is worth a certain amount of points. Yeah. Anyways, um, continue. So- yeah. Um, anyway, uh, in short, um, they ended up getting, you know, one was in front of the other. Chase was in the in front of uh, Kevin Harvick. And um, I guess Kevin decided it wasn't over. And uh, in the infield portion of the road course, just uh, gave Chase a shot. Like on the broadcast, you could even you could hear him rev up and accelerate into Chase's left rear. And it sent him into the wall at the exit of that turn, and it totally destroyed the whole rear of his car, the whole mm. uh, right rear of the car. Um, mm, mm, mm. And then, as they were pulling out of that, uh, Chase tried to go ahead and take him out, but he unfortunately missed. He uh, ran into forty-one, whoever that was. Yeah, uh, Cole Custer accidentally. Yeah. yeah, he got turned. He didn't know. I don't. I don't know if he knew he was there. He was probably seeing red, so he probably didn't care. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So then. They had to uh, fix up his car during that caution, and he barely got around. He was about half a lap ahead of the leaders by the time the green flag came out, so he was just waiting for a caution or so. But yeah, so his his whole rear end was destroyed. Um, but he was still fast, because Ch- Chase is pretty good at the road courses. He's either the top or the second. He's at the top three road course ringers right now in NASCAR, mm-hmm. easily. Um, but yeah, he was still pretty, pretty quick. Um, he got himself a caution, because... The uh, controversy here is that he didn't get black flagged because his bumper flew off the car um, after it was being trailed behind uh, behind him, and it fell off the car and went onto the track for a caution. So he was able to catch back up, and he started working his way through the pack again, and he got right behind Kevin Harvick, and Kevin, I guess, I guess Chase hit the intimidate button on him or something, and and I, Kevin Harvick just totally missed the first corner and just destroyed his car. In, right into the wall, just totally missed the corner, and did, Chase didn't have to do anything. So, um, I thought it was pretty funny. 
it made for a good show, that's for damn sure. Made me sad I didn't end up going. Um, but I do think kind of what Kevin did was a bitch ass move. If I, if I've, you know, to be honest, like I felt like they were already even and doing that in a playoff cutoff race to try to eliminate the the guy because he held you up from winning. And that's, that's a bitch ass move. I'm sorry. (laughs) If you're going to wreck a dude, fucking wreck his ass. Don't, you know, like, like, if you're going to be a bitch about it, at least make sure you finish the job. But I'll go ahead and let you unleash on it, I guess. But yeah, uh, <sighs> not a, not the move I would have I would have made. That's for sure. Especially after it was pretty much already even. But go okay. for it. Take it over. So, mind you, would you like to? qualify that your favorite driver is chase elliott i yes absolutely my favorite driver is chase elliott and no not just because he won the championship last year i've been a fan of him since he was a rookie i've liked him a lot um i don't think anybody here was going to question it that's fine i just wanted to preface so let me just write down or read read out loud if i can read this because i was writing very very angrily um uh, the first three things I have written here is anger, rage, infuriation. Um, <laughs> you should have you should have sat down and recorded yourself. I, I should have, done. but I was I, it was just me and the two kids, so I didn't have the ample opportunity to sit down and just scream into a microphone like I wanted to. Yeah. So I'm, I, I'm watching a race. Chase wins stage one. I'm like, dude, awesome! You're kicking ass. And my thought process for this is because he didn't pit, like you said. He didn't uh, pit before the end of the stage, clearly because he was out in front. But I also think he knew that he was fast. He knew he was fast and better than everyone else on the field. So I think when he finally did pit, he decided to fall back a little bit in order to gain those points by passing slower cars because he knew he could do it, which I totally get from a competitor's standpoint. You want to get more points and put yourself farther up above that cut line. So cool i was totally cool with him pitting late um kind of falling back into the middle of the pack because he knew he could pass him makes 100 percent sense um so i'm sitting there watching and i see they they're doing like a, a an angle that's showing the whole field and then i see chase drive by and i'm like motherfucker kevin harvick is right behind chase elliott either this is gonna be really bad or nothing's gonna happen and lo and fucking behold, the next time they cut, they're like, oh, there's a car in the wall. Yep. Oh, Chase Elliott's Chase, in the wall. Yeah, Chase is in the grass and his and rear end is destroyed. I'm I'm just. It took I'm, him like two or three minutes to realize, oh, oh, he got turned already before he hit the 41. Oh, shit. Yep. Yep. I remember that we got two replays in and I was like, he's already got damage here. Why are they showing this? So let me let me continue just reading my notes. <laughs> Kevin Harvick is such a. And mind you, this is very colorful. Uh, Kevin Harvick is not, such... I hope it's not too colorful. I don't, I don't uh, have to bleep anything. Uh, okay. Well, pl- please. <laughs> uh, don't give me more work. Kevin Harvick is such a P word for dumping Chase Elliott. Oh, well, I don't care about that. Okay, this was clearly intentional. Um, Everybody, especially Junior, knew that it was intentional. That this little bitch waited until it would hurt the most. Junior straight up said, 
I think Kevin was trying to find a spot when it would hurt the most. Yep. And and that's what it yep. was. It's a playoff cut race. If he would have wrecked out, he'd have been out of the playoffs. He couldn't win a championship. Exactly. Um, uh, I, as I continue writing, it's exactly what I just said. Passing, accumulating more points. Um. Oh, it was stage three when they got when he got wrecked. Was it stage three? Yeah, it was stage three. Oh, right at the beginning of stage yeah. three. Then okay. So here, it's well, like, at the beginning apologies. of stage three, I saw that which is right Kevin about Harvick, halfway. Yeah, Kevin Harvick and Chase Elliott were side by side. Didn't think much of it because I assumed that the beef, quote unquote, was squashed. In all caps, apparently, fucking not. Harvick knew he couldn't beat Chase, and he was below the cut line. And Chase was about fifteen plus on the cut line, right before he got taken out of the yeah ball. yeah so based on the way points were going to shake out at that kevin moment was chase was the last one in and kevin was the first one out on points at that moment yep so now, i don't know uh, if that specifically had anything to do with it but i'm sure it probably didn't help um so instead of taking it on a chin like a man he decides to be a little bitch and dump chase into the wall tore up his back end <clears throat> um chase got it going straight and tried so fucking hard. I'm reading verbatim what I wrote down. Um, okay. Tried so fucking hard to turn it into the right side of Kevin Harbour, but the fucking 41 got in the way and Chase missed him. Um, yeah, how dare the 41? I know. <laughs> just poor be du- there. Poor dude was just in the wrong spot at the wrong time. <laughs> um, how dare you, Cole Custer, you fuck. Chase- <laughs> From there we go to Chase's radio and we hear Gustafson saying, hey, he's just fucking pissed. It's like we're gonna get back up there and we're gonna take him out. Which yeah, yeah, a, they, they said which, yeah. Hey, if you, they said if you wreck him, you're in the playoffs and he's out. Which <laughs> a, I'm like fuck yes, I love, love that mindset. I fucking love it. That's what I want to hear. But b, after I cooled down a little bit, I was like, that was broadcasted on national television. There's no way NASCAR is gonna let you get away with that. Absolutely yep. no way. So, and and as the race was continuing and and you could tell that chase was catching up all he needed was a caution to really get in there even junior and all the sports cast they're all like you know there might be a different plan here because chase is still fast he is still running down these cars and passing cars like it's nothing with his entire back end and a fucking parachute on the back end of his car so yeah it was all wrapped up in tape oh so much tape and then once the tape fell off it was just it was creating so much drag he was losing like I think eight tenths of a second to the leaders and all, or to the cars in front of him, like every 10 seconds. So like yeah, he was definitely slowing down. Um, Yeah. Kevin Harvick just put a giant fucking target on the back of his head by doing that. And I don't foresee chase doing, well, I'll get there later. Anyways. Um, so at this point, the race is still going on. Chase is catching up, going through the field. So I decided that I wanted to get on Twitter and voice my opinions, as one would like to do, right? So let me read you verbatim the tweet that I tried to tweet. and uh, Let me emphasize tried to tweet. Um, fucking at Kevin Harvick. You're such a trash-ash trash bitch-made pussy of a driver. Fuck you, you cunt. In all caps. <laughs> And as soon as I hit send, <laughs> said, you're violating our rules against hateful conduct. You may not promote violent, uh, promote violence against, threaten, or harass other people on the basis of race, ethnicity, national origin, sexual orientation, gender, gender identity, religious affiliation, age, disability, or serious disease. So that's what pisses me off the most. I did none of that. 
I was shitting on him for being a shitty ass fucking driver. And I get put in Twitter jail for 12 motherfucking hours. Oh, no. I don't know if that's necessarily the worst thing. It probably saved my Twitter account a lot of uh, vulgarities. Let's just throw it out that way. Um, But, uh, oh, that's what I was going to do. I was going to screenshot it and make it my Twitter banner. (laughs) Um, But, no, I get put in... I did wind up actually going to Facebook, tweeting the photo and tagging Kevin Harvick in that. So, you know, I found my ways around. Um, so this is a little bit later. I write, Chase is still fast as fuck. Holy shit, what the hell's going on? And he is driving pissed. He was so angry he was driving pissed. You'd see him coming off the like um, the corner bumps. That car was fucking flying off the corners like he had he had two wheels on the ground most of the time when he was going through the chicanes. Um, but he, yeah, like you said, he finally we, we get that caution because the the back end bumper finally falls off, and Chase is up there in the pack now, and I get we get to, I get to the point. Well, first of all. When Harvick wrecked Chase, like I said, it was just me, Ollie, who's my, at this point, three-week-old son, and Miles, my two-year-old daughter. And Ollie is passed the fuck out. And I forget that I have a newborn at the house. And I just start screaming, what the fuck? Are you fucking kidding me? This is... I throw my hat. I start just screaming at the top of my lungs. And... (laughs) This poor kid, this poor kid probably saw his entire three weeks of life flash in front of his eyes because he just woke up shaking and he didn't cry, but I definitely scared the shit out of him. Um, and then Miles just kind of peeked because she, she was in her room watching TV and she peeked around the hallway corner and saw me and just went back into her room. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, but anyways, we fast forward to the part where Chase is. About Finally 15, caught up. 15 to go. He's caught oh, yeah, up. Yeah, about 20, it's been 15. about 40 then, laps since and then. And then on top of this, so. on top of all of this, the fucking Cardinals game is going on at the same time. So I have the Cardinals game on my big TV and the race on my phone. <laughs> and so I'm literally like two, one eye going left, one eye going right, trying to watch the fucking Cardinals and Niners game and the rest of the race. And then... I'm watching the race, I'm watching the race, and then I see Chase get next to, or get close to Harvick. I see him pulling up behind him, and I'm like, oh shit, here it is. He's going to take him out, and yeah, it's going to feel great, but we're not going to, we're not going to advance. NASCAR is going to penalize us for that, and then, you know, they'll take points away, you know, it, it is what it is. And then, how did you put it? He said, Chase lived in that man's head rent-free for the entire race. Yeah. I think he's been in his head rent-free the last two weeks. I I think you're right, because... I think they, he was he was mirror driving. He, I think he was the, mirror driving. And turned one. Yeah. He, that's he, what happened. He, 100%. That's exactly what happened, because as soon as... Chase, he, Chase was like half a car length behind him still, yeah. and he lost it and just sent it straight to the fucking wall like a dumbass. And I have never felt so much elation so much justification 
and so much happiness in one moment in my entire life. The Man, amount it's of been a, it's been a bad life. The amount of karma, <laughs> that was it. cosmic justice that I got to witness live on TV was uh, just so overwhelming. I, I scared Ollie again. <laughs> I felt really bad. But this time Miles came out and started jumping at me, going like, what are we doing? Why are we why are we screaming? Um But I think I don't know. I mean we finished, we made it through the next round, which is nice. Um I love how we had at the end the uh I mean it was post race was when the interview got aired, but it was clearly shortly after Harvick sent it into the wall because you could yeah. hear the cars going. Oh, this little, little fucking I don't piece even of know shit. what he is talking about. Is he talking about himself or is he talking about Chase? Because I don't know what kind of lessons Chase learned. Yeah, yeah. You, you sent me in the wall, you fucked me up, and then I still beat you? Okay. Tough lesson. Because what he said, sometimes life teaches you a hard lesson. What yeah, lesson like, was there to be taught? What lesson was learned? What lesson was taught? That when you race like a bitch, you get, you get killed like a bitch? I don't know. Like you kill you. Unless know, he's whatever. talking about himself, like, because he knew, I, yeah, I fucked up. I sent him into the wall and karma came and bit me in the ass. That's the he only must, context. He must have been talking about himself. Because that's the only context that makes any sense. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. And then what did they ask him? Like, is, is this the end between you and Chase? And then he just kind of like gave a smug ass smirk and then walked away. Yeah. Which makes me nervous because now he has nothing to lose. It, yeah, but oh my God, dude. He has that nothing would be to good lose. Taking it too fucking far. I know. And then at, at, at what point does NASCAR step in and say, okay, this is ridiculous. This is enough. If you wreck him again, he, you he's know. He's going to have to do something else to, to, to again before they can do anything about it. So I know. Because he has nothing to lose. I, so. I, just hope, I just hope if it boils over, it's in Martinsville and I get to see it. That's all I hope. <laughs> I hope uh, I wanna, sure. I'll, I'll be there. So I, that's I'm waiting. But I think we uh, we need to get to some football talk because we're 30 minutes in now. <laughs> last last little thing, I love what Chase said because they were trying to get him to say something shitty, trying so hard, and all he said was, "Well, you know, I want to wish Harvick and the four team uh, Merry Christmas and a happy off season." And that was that was like, that's all you had to say. That's literally all you had to say. Some sometimes I wish he'd say a little more, but I me too. I there's. Plenty of times where I wish he was more aggressive, but I'm all right. But it was rough. It was really. But rough. This, this, see, NASCAR needs this shit because it gets fucking boring, man. It gets oh, boring yeah, sure. when people don't hate each other. It makes. Uh, and I loved hearing the crowd cheer after he went straight into the wall. It was hilarious. Uh, oh yeah. It it brought back. Um, it rang the same vibes as like um, Logano and. Um, Matt Kenseth. Matt Kenseth. Yeah. Yeah, but I I wouldn't I wouldn't even remotely say because people on Twitter, of course, NASCAR Twitter, were, were relating the two incidents, and I'm like, mm, that's not even the same. No, but it, it, what Matt it, Kenseth it did this, was way more fucked up. But it had the also, same vibe. Like people loved it because it was it was I don't know it was definitely really really dirty, but I don't know. But you're right. NASCAR needs more stuff like this. I just don't want it to be against my driver in the playoffs. So I'm glad my dude doesn't have any rivalries with anybody. You know, he, he didn't have any until two weeks ago. I know. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, did I send you? Uh, no, I did. I don't think I did send you. Uh, I saw a tweet um, about from, Kyle uh, Busch. 
No. Well, yeah, I did send you that, but yeah, when you know when uh, when Kyle, Kyle Bush, Bush is saying is that was fucked up about you, then yeah, then, then yeah, it is. That's, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. Um, you know what? Slowly here was, this uh, season. Here, here was here's a tweet. Here's a tweet about uh, uh, Blaney when told the four car junked himself. Quote: Good. Fuck him. <laughs> All right, Blaney. All right. <laughs> so slowly this year, Kyle Bush has made some some <clears throat> minor steps where I'm like, okay. That was good. I respect it. Like, when he got on his post-crash interview, he was like, I don't know, car was shit, drove like shit, felt like shit. I was just like... <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I love it. <laughs> slowly, love slowly, it, very, very minutely and slowly. I'm like, okay. I just I just okay. love how dead inside he is. I love it so much. It's so <laughs> funny. It's so funny. It's so good. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, all right. Let's talk about some football. Yeah, thanks for letting us gush about NASCAR for a little bit. Um... Do you want to talk about, yeah, let's talk about Russell's injury because we'll probably talk about this next thing after that oh, for man. a good minute. Uh, I feel bad for Chris. Uh, Russell Wilson has, um, I believe, a, what was it, a, a torn uh, tendon in his middle finger on his throwing ruptured. Hand. I can't remember the terminology they use for it. Yeah, it's looking like surgery and he's going to be out at least six to eight weeks. Oh. So that's the Seahawks season, unfortunately. So Go the on. race for the NFC West is down to three teams. Well, two and a half. Yeah, and the 49ers are what, two and two now, or are they two and three? I think they're two and three now. Oh, yeah, because, so. yeah, yeah, whatever. But, yeah, uh, that division looked real good at first, and then now, now it's ha- half the teams are, you know, the Seahawks will be garbage now the rest of the season, unfortunately. Sorry, Geno Smith. Uh, not really. Eh, not really. Yeah, yeah, no, not really. Yeah, he played really well in the second half of that game against the Raiders. The, the Raiders, Jesus Christ, the Rams. I'm thinking about the next thing. Um, but I that was probably an aberration. Uh, yeah, there's a reason he's a backup. So yeah, that that and uh, that defense now has nothing to play for, so they're going to be even worse than they were earlier in the season. And they they weren't that great to begin with. Nope, nope, they were pretty bad. Yeah, I uh, it sucks because I, I like Russell Wilson. Out of the whole Seahawks organization, he's like the one dude I can stand and tolerate the most, and I actually root for him, especially when he's on my fantasy team. So, <clears throat> Yep, he's my fantasy quarterback, so I'm fucked now. He was my fantasy quarterback. I dropped him. I think I have to go to Daniel Jones now, who is also, who the fuck knows if he's going to play. Oh, yeah, he got fucked up. Dude, oh, man. dude, dude looked he like he had been on a... 16-hour bender and was trying to get into his bed. It was rough. Oh, man. I felt bad yeah, for that, that kid. Bad. All right. Well, sorry. Get, re- get well soon, Russell. Um, unfortunately, that's going to be another year where Russell doesn't get an MVP vote. The only cooking he's going to be doing in his, in, is in his and Sierra's actual kitchen. That's true. Um, but now there's something else we need to talk about. Uh, so... So, so stuff came out on Sunday. I wasn't really paying attention, but it was on the Twitterverse on Sunday, and I didn't really know what was happening until um, <clears throat> I think it was pregame of the Sunday night game mm-hmm. um, when uh, Tariko and Tony Dungy and stuff were addressing it. But apparently, um, I don't think I'm going to read any of the exact quotes. Um, but probably John Gruden, best if you don't. yeah, probably best. Uh, they're pretty fucking bad. Um, John Gruden. Uh, well, uh, so all right. So some emails got leaked 
because the NFL is doing an investigation on the Washington football team's organizational uh, shit, like some stuff that's been going on that's been super shady. And um, one of his right-hand men when he was coaching for the Raiders the first time in the early 2000s, um, before he was traded to Tampa Bay, <clears throat> um, uh, they they he was he was the Washington Football Team's GM, um, and they found some emails that ended up being leaked by I don't think they were leaked by the NFL themselves, but um, they were they were leaked and uh, they're now they're older, but they're they're bad. Uh, some 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 racial stuff some homophobic stuff some misogynistic stuff all up in them like all in them bad shit um at first it was a it was a it was a it was a racist kind of undertoned quote uh that had that came out on sunday and some people were defending him and then the next day i guess whoever leaked it was like okay that's not enough here boom and they dropped like 60 emails with a whole bunch of shit, like really bad shit, like like super, like you know, old boy, old old guy, like what is it called? It's good like, old boy, like good old boys club, uh, boys club stuff, yeah. you know, like that kind of talk, locker like, room like, talk, boys room, locker room, locker talk. room talk, but between like old white men, yeah, that you would get, it, it's it's bad, yeah, uh, I, like like I said, it, we're not going to read any of it because good lord. Yeah, you can. It's out there. You can find it. Um, there's articles with them, but yeah, it, it it's bad. Um, so I'm assuming uh, Mark Davis uh, told him that if he doesn't resign, he's going to be fired. So John Gruden decided that he would resign. Yeah, get your um, shit and get out. His quote was: "It left some." It left some things to be desired, I'll be honest. It was just basically I don't I didn't write the whole thing down, but it was basically just like I didn't mean to hurt anybody, uh, and I guess, you know, I'm a distract I don't want to be a distraction to the team, so I'm gonna resign. Basically is what he said. He didn't say he he didn't apologize really at all, anything like that. Um uh man. It it was really shocking randomly that I just saw just see like, oh, it fucking Las Vegas Raiders head coach resigns, and I think we saw how they how the team played. They they lost to the Bears twenty to nine this Sunday. Yep. Um, and uh, based on some of the you know the people that he has on that team, I I just don't know how you could let him let him continue to coach there anyway. No, I mean he has the only openly gay player on his team. Any like he said some homophobic shit, like lots of homophobic slurs and stuff like that in his emails. Um, he had, he was talking about, basically he's an uh, HRPR nightmare for your organization. Yes. Now the, the only, worst kind of nightmare, the only thing that's like the only contentious part of this are like, these emails are 10. Some of these emails are 10 to eight, eight to 10 years old. And he didn't work for the NFL at the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I still don't, I just don't think that matters. In, no, I don't think it does in either. The space. If if you're if you're a regular Joe, like if it's you or me or something like that, then I don't think that's grounds to fire somebody from a job. But you're a public figure that you have. You're been a for public years. figure who lead. Like if it was a CEO of a company, yes. 
if it was, you know, a manager at a, at a store or something like that, then yeah, probably. Because I just don't know how anyone underneath you could ever respect you. Ever. When they know that you don't respect them. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, yeah, so it's just, you, you can't. You can't do it. You can't do it. He has to go. This, to um, go. this all kind of like, I, I don't... I would say that who was the dude in the NBA, the owner of the Clippers? Oh yeah, um, I know who you're talking about. The previous owner of the Clippers before, um, oh fuck, before Steve Ballmer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hold on, let me look it up. You I want to say Adam Silver, but that's the commissioner. No, that's the commissioner. Um, but anyways, it, it it's Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling. It's yeah, Sterling Silver. That's why I wanted to say Silver. Sterling Silver. Um, yeah, it, it does. It does really remind me of that. Like, it that reminds me attitude. so much of that. Like I was like, God, it's another, just like the Clippers. You know, it's it's yep. the and, same you know, situation. He, there was emails about John Gruden bitching about female officials and female coaches, you and know, that's happened just, recently in the last like five years. Yeah, yeah. That that was more recent. That was like 2018. Yeah. So, nah. Uh, you know, if if I'm a Raiders fan, I don't even. I don't even know if I need to say thank you for your service. I just, I, you, you I, disappointed I, me more than our records do. So get the hell out of here. I want you here. Yeah. I, um, that just totally takes all the air out of their whole season. It and really does. I, I just and don't that, know how you can, I don't know how you can recover to even make the playoffs really at this point. Uh, the only way I could see it is to, is if they take this in a kind of, well, we're going to do it without you because fuck you. We don't like you. That's the only possible spin on them, like, yeah, progressing and pushing Yeah, but my thing is, season. though, the guy that's now the coach is was the assistant coach who's been on John Gruden's staffs for years. He's, like, oh, his, so, his right-hand yep. man. And, and with the first time he was – yeah, yeah. So, I'm so like, now it's just like, well, if that's what he was saying, what the fuck were you saying, little shit? Exactly. If, like, I bet that guy knew that shit was happening behind the scenes. Oh, 100%. So I, I, I don't know. I, you it's, know, I'd like to say that I, I'm completely surprised, but I don't. I don't think I. I don't think I am. I don't think I am surprised. No. I I, I don't. I, I'm not surprised. I mean, I'm surprised by the fact that like how out of left field this came. But like, you can't be saying that shit. I mean, maybe if you're saying it in person. But no, no, no. I, I what would, I'm saying, yeah. like on the internet, it's just stupid now. Over emails and shit like that, it's, ar- yeah, it's all archived. That. It's all archived. But John Gruden isn't really the brightest of people out there, anyways. So you know, I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say that. But yeah, it's uh, even even saying like you know, pe- people are like, oh, you know, pe- people can grow and stuff like like no, that's not how people grow. No, people grow by being ex- like. If if you're getting away with it and you're, you're seeing repeated actions over a decade or more uh, in these emails, nobody's growing. They're not growing. Nope. You can tell by you can see even just by his shitty half-ass apology. Oh yeah, it's almost as if he didn't care. He's just like yeah, he probably whatever, cared because it. he lost his job, but he didn't care about you know the. He didn't care about why he lost his job. Why? Yeah, the why of why of why things are happening the way they are. Yeah. Um, but I don't think we need to stay on that topic too much longer. But, no, absolutely um, not. It's not worth our time. 
It's just something yeah. that needed to be brought up for sure. Yeah, I can't it, say it, I'll miss him. I can't say I'll miss him in NFL circles. Neither will I. And I, I doubt he'll be back on ESPN for. Or who, who, who was he broadcasting with before? He was. He was ESPN? the Monday Night Broadcaster yeah. for ESPN. Yeah. Cool. And bye. I didn't like you anyways when you were broadcasting. So. All right. Well, the first uh, actual football topic that we've got. Uh, so Cardinals are off to a five and zero start. First time since like 1971, 72, I think. It was before my parents were born. Man. They were still the St. Louis Cardinals back then. Celebrating yet? Uh, no. I'm very calm. I'm quiet. Oh, yeah? Okay. Uh, um, not to dive into, like, you know, our games from the week. But, um, you know, it, it, this was a hard, hard game. I'm pretty sure we lost a couple of good guys in this game. Um, who did you? Who 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 went down? Uh, Max Williams. I'm pretty sure Max Williams is out with some kind of knee injury. Okay, because th- this is the, the topic that I wrote down was what I said, but this is where we can open it up to talk about okay. the last game. Cool. Yeah. Um. And, so and your season and shit. So, so yeah, far. we're five weeks in. Cardinals are five and zero, oh, and that's with two NFC West divisional games, which is kind of something a lot of people need to pay attention to because. Everywhere you turn to, any any big heads you hear on the radio talking about NFL or sports in general, they will tell you NFC West is the toughest division in either football or the NFC because um, the the AFC uh, who's got AFC South is that the Raiders AFC, and that's AFC West. AFC I was going to say I think especially now that Russell Wilson is hurt at the moment, I think that they have they might the, take the, the toughest, toughest division, one, but but um, yeah. Regularly for the past like five years, I, I would go like five to six years. We we've, we've been the toughest division in football, barring the Cardinals sucking <laughs> since 2015. You know we haven't really been all that great, um, but it's a tough division, regardless. With the Rams and the Niners and the Seahawks when they're healthy, it it's it's super cutthroat. So for us to be five and zero with two divisional wins. That says a lot. Um, we went out there. It wasn't a pretty win. The last previous to that, the four games we had like four hundred pa- or four hundred total yards offense. We were scoring thirty one plus points. Uh, this time we won a close one, seventeen ten. Uh, to a team with a backup quarterback. To a team with a backup quarterback. But you know what? I'm glad you said something. I mean, I was going to bring up Trey Lance anyways, but. I understand now what it's like to play against Kyler Murray because he was running all over us. He was running constantly all over us. I'm like, why don't you just fucking put him on the ground? I get it now. So I can understand and respect that from any of the opposing teams that the Cardinals or any opposing fans that the Cardinals are playing. I can, I can respect that. I can understand that. So it was very frustrating. Trey Lance was running all over us. He was their leading rusher. I'm pretty sure. Um, he did suffer, though, uh, some kind of injury on his knee. So I'm not sure where that leaves the Niners as far as their quarterback situation goes, because I know Jimmy G's out. And the, the, the way it always ha- that it has been the last three or four years. Yeah. So, so <laughs> barring one of them being healthy to play, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I remember last week I said I won three beers, three free beers off of the Rams game. I won another three free beers off of this game. So that's nice. 
Um, no, I'm I'm not I'm not excited. Like I'm not I'm not rubbing it in anyone's face. Like I said, I only gloat on the previous you don't week. Really have that many people in faces like to rub it in? Like you, I, I live do. in Arizona. Though. No, I do. Did you? Oh, okay, you, you probably didn't watch the game. There was mo- so much more crowd noise for the Niners than there was for the Cardinals. In Arizona? In Arizona. It's super frustrating. And that happens with almost every, I would say, except for the Suns playoff run last year. Or, yeah, or this past year. Um, there, I, the, Most of the time when I go to a home game, there is more cheering for the opposing team. Especially that just says something about your sports culture in Arizona. No, I was about to, especially when it comes. No matter to, how shitty a Boston team would be, that would never happen. No, hold on. It, it's it's specifically tied to California teams because they're all fucking moving here. You don't like your shitty ass state. Don't fucking come here. Anyways, different topic. Well, Forty um, Niners did play half their home games in your stadium last year, so. Well, that's fine, but that was. I understand that. I can I can respect that. If the, if it's a Niners home game, but we're hosting you because of COVID protocols, obviously I expect to hear more Niners fans there. You know, makes sense. But no, it was it's it's there was so much more crowd noise for the Niners, and it was very frustrating. Um, but regardless, we're five and zero. Um. I'm not I like uh, like I said last week I only gloat on the previous week. So since uh, past 5 games we've only been playing on Sunday, I gloat from Monday until Thursday night kickoff. That's it. After that, I'm on once the uh opening kickoff starts on Thursday night football, it's week 6 and that was last week. It's a new week and a new schedule and 0 and 1. Or we're we're uh, we're zero and zero right now. That's the mindset that I have. I don't like to gloat on Sundays. I don't like to gloat. I'll gloat after the game for sure. When the game's over and we got the W in the column, I'll gloat all day long. But I just have this eerie suspicion that we're gonna go on a on a fucking rough spot here in a couple weeks. What's your schedule look like? Going forward, I, I know check it out real quick. we have Cleveland this week, and I have yep. a feeling this is when it's going to start. We're going to hit a skid. Okay, Cleveland, Texans, then you got Packers, then 49ers again, Panthers, Seahawks, Bears, Rams, Lions, Colts, Cowboys, and then Seahawks to end the season. So I see us going one and two in the next three games. So losing to the Browns and the Packers. Uh, Kyler had a uh, some kind of sore arm going on around late third, early fourth quarter. His throwing arm. Not too sure. I haven't heard much about what that was. Maybe it was just a cramp. Maybe he just kind of got hit weird and like tightened up a muscle. I don't know. Um, but we lost our really good tight end, Max Williams. Um, we lost our center. For our O line, so I, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I have a feeling we're going to hit a little bit of a rough patch. This this five and zero start has been great, but I think we're going to lose a couple here in the next three weeks. Are we at Green Bay or, or is Green Bay here? 
shit. Um, Green Bay is in Arizona. That's a Sunday night football game. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Green Bay is always a toss-up when we play them at home. But am I proud? Absolutely. Am I happy to be an Arizona Cardinals fan for the first time since we had that Super Bowl run? Or not the Super Bowl run. Since Carson Palmer took us to the NFC Championship and we got shit on by Carolina, only for Carolina to lose the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm definitely happy. I went out and bought a new hat this weekend. Um, I don't like not even wearing it. No, because I'm disgusting from work. This is my work hat. Mmm, yum. Yeah, it's got sweat stains and grease all over it. It's disgusting. But um, no, I, I bought a new hat. Um, I forgot that I got a brand new jersey last year for Christmas, but I haven't worn it yet this year because we're five and zero in my black and white. Uh, my the jerseys they wore this weekend were five and zero in them. The black, all black with white num- uh, numerals. Yeah, I just don't wear jerseys during a game because it's bad luck. So uh, I, I wear them. I, I'm not not wearing a jersey. Every time I ever wear a jersey, we lose. So I, I'm definitely excited. I don't think this perfect season run will last much longer. There's no way in hell I believe that we have a perfect season. God no. So. Um, yeah, I don't really have much to add on it. I mean, I don't have much to say. It's definitely impressive. I, I do wish people would believe in us a little more or at least give us a little bit more credit uh, than what we're getting. It's uh, people are. Yeah, I, I get that. Get Yeah, get a little more credit. I get that. That's um, that's more so what I meant. But I understand. I, I understand mean, people not believing in us and that's fine. Doubt us. That's fine. I'm OK with that. But give I us mean, a little you, bit more. You credit. You got. Two of your wins, you barely beat the Vikings. You probably should have lost that game. You definitely should have lost that one. The the Jags, uh, that's not really a competent opponent. You did beat the Rams, but then you struggled this past week against the 49ers that were quarterbackless. Against a quarterback that we really don't have any tape on. Still a rookie. Anyway, I, it's fine. It's I, I'll give it time. I'll give it time. I don't have, like I said, I don't really have much to add. I mean, but yeah, pe- I, I, people are hesitant. I mean, that's just how it goes when you get like, I don't know. People also don't when you have a jump in Coast, like succession. See, yeah, but you also don't get to see a lot of Carol or Cardinals games in the one o'clock window. No, not unless for you're paying for of, yeah, yeah Sunday ticket. So yeah, uh, but all right, the uh, oh man, sorry, excuse me. Tired. Next topic I've got is uh, Patriots survive Texans. So yeah, I did want to talk about my team for a minute. Uh, we won this game, but my God, was I pissed off the entire time I was watching this game. Um, we sucked. They seriously, the <laughs> Texans. Oh my God, man. They they shot them. They had to shoot them. Oh, I can't even I can't even begin. Like the defense was so bad. I don't want to just sit here and repeat myself from last week, so I'm not going to I'm not going to talk about this for too long. Um but the Texans. Like I know that we're I'm not really we're not in a position where I can pencil in wins anymore. Um but man, 
The Texans, man, they're bad. They're really bad. Now, obviously, we're not as bad, barely. Um, but I, I, I just, I really need to see something from the defense. The run, the run defense was decent, but we, they, they threw all over us all day. Um, they got everything they wanted. Third down defense was awful. And when we didn't stop them, they went for it on fourth down and they got it. <sighs> until they, until they, uh, until that punt that, that their punter ended up punting into the back of their center's head. Um, until then, we were getting, we were getting destroyed by the Texans. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Mac didn't play really his best game. I mean, I thought we were okay, but the thing that's really plaguing this team is just, Turnovers and sloppy play and bad defense. So, um, the offensive line somehow was pretty decent, even though we were down four offensive line starters, which is weird. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I was not too pleased with what I saw, but I'll take the dub. Oh, sorry. Um, two and three looks a whole hell of a lot better than one and four. Um, but this coming week we've got Dallas and it's not, it's not going to be good. I, I don't think we're going to match up very well. This, this, they're, they're the antithesis of what we are. Their defense takes away, takes away the ball and forces turnovers and their offense scores points. So they're, they're just everything that we're not. Um, but yeah, no, I don't really have much more to say about it. Um, I'm sorry that I'm yawning so much. Oh my God. Um, but uh, I, I just, the, the Texans, they just, they shot themselves in the foot many, many times in the second half there. Uh, and they really gave the game away, which I don't think, I, I mean, they were in control of the game for the vast majority of the day. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, we, Bottom line, we sucked, but we got the dub, and uh, at this point, I'm just not in a position where I can pencil in wins or expect to win at any time. So, yeah, it's, it's like what I said last week, year. Though. It's gonna be tough. It's, it's like um, it's like yeah. what I said when the Cardinals had that um, that four and twelve week year, and then last year they went eight and eight. You just want progress. You want to see progress. Yeah, that's all I really want to see. Like, I'm going to look ahead right now. Oh, my God. Excuse me. Again, to uh, the rest of this schedule, it's going to be bad. We have the Cowboys this week. Then, luckily, we are at home against the Jets. But then we have the Chargers in Los Angeles. Then we go to Carolina. Then we have the Browns at home. Oof. We play the Falcons. Then we have the Texans at home. Then we go to Buffalo. Then we go to Indianapolis. Then we have the Buffalo Bills at home. Then we get to play the Jags. And then we end with the Dolphins. Oof. That's rough. It's pretty bad in there. And we're already two and three. So I'm uh, I'm about to punt on the playoffs. I'll be honest. So. Yeah, it's not good. But uh, I think we should uh, talk about. The biggest thing for me right now, uh, the Chiefs falling to two and three, the same record as us. I, I, you know, I can't, I cannot say that I saw this coming. 
at all. I can't either. I saw a meme, or uh, I think it was earlier today, or not even. It wasn't even really a meme. It was a um, just like one of those text posts. I was like, "Man, the Kansas City Chiefs really are nothing without um, uh, Hill." Why? Why do you say that? When did you see that? I saw it this Didn't morning. He play this past Sunday. Oh wait, who did they lose this off season? I can't remember. Sammy Watkins. Maybe it was Sammy Watkins. I don't know. They said it was somebody. They didn't really lose a whole lot of, like, really anybody else. Anyways, uh, no, I didn't see this God coming either. Dave, I can't stop yawning. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't see this coming either. Yeah, I'm honestly really surprised. Um, especially, especially against divisional teams. Yeah, yeah, they've lost both games in their division so far. Yeah, and they're they're in last place in the AFC West. They're behind Denver, which is saying something. Yeah, um, and I th- honestly I think the biggest the biggest reason is because uh, their defense is terrible. Um, it's their defense is really really bad, and um, I, I think Pat, the all the all the flashy like trying to live up to the no look passes and all that shit. I think it's I think it's starting to catch up to Patrick Mahomes now. I was literally you know, about to say the it's first been... couple seasons he would throw anything up and it was getting caught for a touchdown, or it was a big play, or you know, or, and 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 now he's thrown six interceptions and that's all he had last season. I think. Was yeah, six. I, I was literally about to say the exact same thing. I think two and years. When your defense is awful, you can't turn the ball over. Now two years in a row of the cutesy sidearm, no look passes, shit like that. That gives you two years of tape to go back and look at and figure out, okay, so when he does this, this is he's going to throw it like that or he's going to shuffle it off sideways or some stupid shit. And defensive is, defenses have started to pick up on it. Yeah, I, I think he's – I mean, I, I don't want to say anything that a lot of people do out on the field is luck, but let's be honest. He's had a lot of shit go his way. The first two years in terms of big plays that should have been turnovers or, um, you know, last second ditch efforts just somehow come down and, you know, either Kelsey's hands or Hill's hands. And yep. I mean, to everything, well, I, there is a certain aspect of luck. So. Yeah, no, obviously, he's still really good. I, I mean, he's putting the team on his back, but at the moment he's turning the ball over. So they're mm-hmm. losing. And their defense can't fucking stop a nosebleed. So, kind of reminds you of Russell Wilson and his whole situation. You know what it really reminds me of? Hmm. The Packers in the 2010s after they won their Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And uh, I, they're gonna have awful defenses, and he's. I, so I'm. I just. I'm just saying. We'll you know, see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but they got a deep hole to this climb is why, out of. This is why you got to be a little, uh, you know, you got to take a little more than one year before you start crowning people the next goat. Let's let's be honest. Yeah. That's all. That's all I want to say. <laughs> uh, do I expect him to keep losing though? No. No, I don't either. Do I expect him to miss the playoffs? Definitely not. <clears throat> At this point, do I expect him to win the division over the 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 uh, the Chargers? Act- no, actually, I I think they'll probably be a wild card team. That's fucking insane to think about. That is that's pretty crazy. Fuck you, Spanos. 
<laughs> All right, do you want to look ahead to uh, Cardinals-Browns real quick and get that out of the way, and then we'll uh, look no, ahead picks. to my game real quick, okay. and then we'll get to picks? Um, <clears throat> I would say I'm more nervous for this game because I was nervous for the Rams game, but I'm more nervous for this game because I know we're coming in a little beaten up. Um, missing a couple key guys on both sides of the ball. We're at Cleveland, right? Yeah. 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 And it's probably getting colder out there. And I don't think we've played an outdoor cold game in a while. At least not this season yet. It's going to be a little, a little bit longer for it's really like cold. Well, yeah, but still. I, I I hate traveling east because we're always behind on time. So I don't know. I'm nervous. Um, I don't have any friends to bet beer with against Cleveland, so I ain't betting anything. Yeah, I'm not going to bet any beer. So you know, it is what it is. Uh, like I said earlier, I, I see myself going. I really thought we were going to go one and two on this stretch with L.A., San Francisco, and Cleveland. But I'm going to revise that and say we're going to go one and two with Cleveland, Houston, and Green Bay. So, okay, all right, yeah. Um, I I have a uh, I've got a really bad feeling about this game this weekend. I don't uh, blame you. Unfortunately, we're playing the Cowboys, uh, and uh, what I was saying a few minutes ago is they're basically the antithesis of what we are. Uh, their defense comes up with key stops and uh, turnovers nonstop. It seems. And uh, they score a lot of points. And we don't do either one of those. And we like to fumble the football, apparently, all of a sudden. So, yeah, I, I don't think... I think this is going to be... It's going to be bad. I think we're going to lose pretty convincingly. I'll, I'll be honest. We're... Yeah. Um, but uh, do you do you have anything to add, really? I mean... No. I, I told you earlier, a couple of weeks ago, that I was worried about <laughs> Dallas. And you... Said, are you really that concerned about Dallas? I'm a little concerned about Dallas. I'm getting a little concerned. Um, now, I can't say we're exactly a test, so I still expect them to win this game. But um, would I be surprised if they just came out and laid a fucking egg and we blew them out? Nah, not really. No, that'd be a it's very Dallas. Cowboys thing to do. <laughs> that would be that would be when they're heavy favorites. Yeah. Real quick, yeah, on the subject that- of Dallas. Do you think Pollard has lit a fire under Zeke because he's doing pretty good the last week, week and a half? Yeah, but I think I think mostly it's that their their offensive line is healthy again for the first time in a couple years. True. And Zeke probably took training a little seriously because he saw the end of his football life coming. Oh yeah. Uh, this off season, so. I'd like to think that Pollard lit a little bit of a fire underneath Zeke's ass. It's possible, but all right, it's time. For picks, let's get into it. <laughs> All right. Last week, it was looking good for me at first, um, and then I really struggled in that four o'clock window, unfortunately. And uh, you and Chris ended up taking and tying the week at twelve games, and I had eleven games. Bummer. Um, so that does take the total, though. Chris is in the lead with fifty-two. I am in second with 51, and Jake, you are in third with 49. That's still pretty close. It's still pretty close. It's a nice race. Um, I like it. 
Yep. But let's go ahead and get started for this week for NFL picks for week six. Um, I already wrote my picks down and Chris sent me his. So it's on you now. I'm the only unknown. All right, cool. And I'm doing, a, yes. doing this off the top of my head. So let's go. All right. So, so tomorrow night for Thursday night football, we've got Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going with Tampa. All right. All three of us are in agreement. Tampa Bay. Um, I think Miami and Jacksonville are in London, I believe. So, so starting yeah. off Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern time, fuck, uh, is the Miami Dolphins at the Jacksonville Jaguars in London. Miami's so going to run all over them. I think Miami's going to run all over them. All right. Uh, you and I agree. Ja- Chris has taken the Jags. Really? I yep, mean, I guess London I has kind of become like a home stadium for Jacksonville. Yeah, and at some point, I guess he's thinking at some point Jacksonville's got to win, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, some point uh, Trevor right. Lawrence has got to look like Trevor Lawrence from Cle- uh, Clemson. Or at some point, Urban Meyer's got to not have his head up his ass, or his hand um, in some right. woman's crotch. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> all right, shots fired. Now, kicking off the one o'clock, the one o'clock games, uh, we got Minnesota at. Carolina. I'm going to go with Minnesota. All right. You and I are in agreement. Chris has got Carolina. Interesting. Um, yep. And then the next game, we have the LA Chargers at the Baltimore Ravens. Ooh, that's a good game. That is a good one o'clock game. Uh, oh, I don't know. After watching Baltimore on Monday night. But LA handled the Chiefs, and the Chiefs usually shit all over Baltimore. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with LA Chargers. All right, all three of us are in agreement there. We all have the Chargers. Then we have the uh, Los Angeles Rams at the New York Giants. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, let's let, let's go with the division team. We'll go with the Rams. Giants. Okay, cool. Giants. Yeah, Rams. Yeah, all three of us have Rams. All right, then we have the Houston Texans at the Indianapolis Colts. That's a the reeling, wants- the reeling Colts who have like, an absolutely brutal opening schedule. That's like who wants to lose more. Um, I'm going to take Indy. All right, you and I are in agreement. Chris has taken the Texans. Ooh. All right, then we have Kansas City at the Washington football team. I want to believe in Heineke, but... Not that think much. Kansas City uh, comes out and gets right against a bad opponent. Yeah, I think so. So let's go with Kansas City. All right, Kansas City. All right, me and you agree. Chris has Washington. Chris, what are you doing, son? <laughs> hey, he's winning. He's I guess winning. so. I guess so. He's making those crazy off the wall <laughs> picks and just seeing whatever <laughs> sticks. Uh, all right, then we've got Green Bay at the Chicago Bears. I'm assuming this is probably kicking off a four o'clock window. No, maybe not. No, it isn't. It is not. So, Green Bay at Chicago. I don't see just... Uh, Justin Fields? Yeah, Justin Fields. I don't I don't see him living up to the matchup that this deserves to be, so I'm going to go with Green Bay. Alrighty. All of us agree, Green Bay. Alright, Cincinnati at Detroit. Cincy. That one's easy. Cincy. Oh yeah, we all have Cincinnati. Then we come to the four o'clock window. Arizona 
at the Cleveland Browns. I'm taking Cleveland. Sorry, my dog is barking. That's okay. Um, but yes, me and you agree. Chris has Arizona. He has the faith. Hey, I'm proud of you, Chris. I hope it turns out to be true. I hope you win that one. All right, so then we have Dallas at New England. Sorry, buddy. I don't have the faith in this one. I'm picking Dallas. So, it's all right. All three of us have Dallas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's so hard to go against your team. Uh, not when they suck. I guess um, that's all right. right. Las Vegas at the Denver Broncos. Las Vegas Raiders coming off this firing. Are they going to be inspired or are they going to get shot in the heart? We're about to find out this weekend. I'm going to bet on the Raiders to be inspired. This is the only time I'm going to do it, just this week. All right. I'm the only one with Denver. You and Chris are in agreement. Las Vegas for you guys. Then uh, Sunday Night Football, we have Seattle Seahawks with the fighting Geno Smiths against the limping Ben Roethlisberger's. I was going to say, do you think I, they might bump this game? Nah, it's too early for that. You think? Yeah, they won't bump this. Okay. Oh, no. Ben's on the verge of cardiac arrest every time he steps on the field. <laughs> oh, I'm going to take Seattle. I'm going to believe in Seattle. Oh, wow. Holy shit. All right. Chris and I have Pittsburgh. With a whole week's worth of practice... I'm willing to trust Geno Smith more than Ben Roethlisberger. Think about what you just said. All right, doesn't matter. You don't. I already wrote the pick. Down. It's not right, Ben Roethlisberger. It's not Ben Roethlisberger of like the early 2000s. That's not even Geno Smith of 2013. Um, All right, Buffalo at Tennessee Monday night. Buffalo, easy. Yeah, Buffalo. We are all. We all agree with Buffalo. All right, we have quite a few difference. Uh, well, me and you don't have that many different, but uh, Chris is either going to fall way back to this week or he's going to pull away. <laughs> All right. Let's see. I'm excited to find out. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, uh, make sure to go listen to the other episodes if you haven't. Go listen to the other episodes on the po- of the podcast. Uh, go follow the Twitter and all that good stuff, I guess. And uh, um, real quick, um, not to be that guy. But if you like and enjoy the content that we're putting out for you, we do have a Patreon. And we have recorded um, some special exclusive content um, for Patreon subscribers. Um, all of the funding that we receive from our Patreon, con- um, I guess our Patreon, we're going to be using those funds to help better our show for you. So if you like what you hear as far as content goes, but, you know, I sound like a bag of shit while I'm talking or other people do because of the mics we're using. Um, I think it's what, four bucks. Uh, I think so. Yeah. I think we're at four bucks. Um, I think it's three. I'll have it's, to look it's at something it. Like I haven't that. even looked at it in a minute. Cause it's something like that. It's, know, it's whatever. something super like minuscule. Um, uh, any support is greatly appreciated. And like I said, um, any funds that we gain from it is only going to go towards making this show better for you, the listeners. So if you want, if you feel the need to or feel inspired to, go check us out on Patreon. I'm not sure what our handle is on Patreon, but Matt, I'm uh, just the uh, Nerdy as Hell Gaming on Patreon. Cool, yeah, come give us a follow and and 
We love you if you support us, and we love you if you don't. Yep, we'll uh, we'll start putting up some uh, paid content on there soon. Um, we've got a Venom review that I'm about to put up uh, tomorrow, and then maybe so. maybe one Sunday or Monday night we could do an exclusive. We're watching the game and live commentating on it while we're watching. Oh, it. I wouldn't mind that at all. That yeah, I'd like that. One of the primetime games, yeah. maybe we could for do that the, for, for a Patreon cast. Yeah, yeah, something just to intermingle the two nerds and the athletes. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, go ahead and uh, go ahead and take us out, and uh, we will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to us. Get on here and give our shitty ass hot takes on sports. My name is Jake. That has been Matt. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Nerdiest Health Sportscast. Always remember, my friends, play with balls. We'll see you next week.